0: This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And Friday, I was driving Penny to school in the snow, which isn't supposed to come in October, by the way. We were talking about how beautiful everything looked. And as I was driving, I couldn't shake this feeling that there was something different that I wasn't noticing. And it wasn't until we were almost there that I realized what it was. That I realized that because of the snow, all of the lawn signs were covered up. It was amazing. And it reminded me how little it takes to change things everyday things, things we've never noticed before, even really big, important things. But we already know that, don't we? Because today is the first time we have gathered to worship on a Sunday morning in this room for almost eight months. And in those eight months, our lives have changed in ways we could not have imagined, all because of a virus that's so small we can't even see it with our own eyes. Over these last months, we've seen just how fragile things are, our our lives, the systems that allow our society to function, the daily things that we take for granted. That's been humbling and frightening and difficult and transformative. If the words of our gospel reading this morning sound familiar to you, there's a reason for that. It's not just because the Beatitudes are so well known, it's also because we heard this passage back in February. Do you remember February? It was about three years ago. It was during one of the last services we had here together in this room. All week I've been thinking about how much has changed since the last time I spoke about these verses. This morning I feel overwhelmed by everything we've experienced since then. Being back in this room, in this way, is emotional, especially on All Saints Sunday. And so I ask for your forgiveness and your patience if I struggle to find eloquent words today. Back in February, I told you that the crowds who were listening to these words Jesus spoke probably felt puzzled at first, but that soon their confusion gave way to joy and thanksgiving. Because this, this is a list of people who are most desperate to know that God is with them, that God sees them, that God cares about them, that God has not abandoned them, that they are blessed. These words are aimed directly at the hearts of those people who need to know that they are blessed, precisely because their circumstances, their lives, and this world have made them feel as if they are not. Jesus spoke them to comfort those most in need of comfort, to proclaim God's blessing on those who don't feel blessed and who instead may often wonder if God has forgotten about them or even even cares at all. The list of blessings that Jesus chose is is not meant to convey the exclusivity of God's blessing as if some people are left out, but it's meant to proclaim the specificity of God's blessing to those who need to hear it most. And this morning, almost nine months to the day since we last used this passage in worship, we need to hear it. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Thank God. Is there anyone here who has not felt a poverty of spirit at some point in the last eight months? We've been unable to do so many of the things we normally do, both in everyday life and to practice and and feed and strengthen our faith, and we've felt the consequences of that, haven't we? So many things in our world have been so awful, and that has tested our faith. We've asked why this is happening, how God can allow it. Some of the things we've seen and felt and experienced have broken our hearts and at times our spirits. Some of us have felt so alone while others have felt overwhelmed because they've been asked to juggle just an impossible number of demands. And after months of this, with the numbers rising again, most of us just feel this fatigue, this exhaustion, this weariness that reaches down to the depths of our souls. And in our spiritual poverty, Jesus says today that we are blessed. He says, blessed are those who mourn. And that is really good. Because we've known loss in these last eight months. Too much loss for one football season. Sorry, I mean one sermon. Some things don't change. (laughs) We've mourned the loss of daily routines for ourselves and our children and our grandchildren. We've mourned the loss of being able to see and touch those people that we love. We've mourned the loss of employment and financial security, the loss of health for ourselves or for loved ones, the loss of hopes and dreams and plans, the loss of traditions that bring meaning and joy to our lives, the loss of feeling safe. We've mourned the death of people we love and members of this church, and it's been made more painful by the fact that we've been robbed of the chance to even say goodbye sometimes. We've been forced to grieve at a distance. And on top of it all, we have mourned the sheer loss of life in our country and in our world and in our grief and in our sorrow. Today, Jesus says that we are blessed. He says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And boy, that is a relief to hear. For in these last few months, we have longed for a more righteous and just world. For a world where the evils of racism and white supremacy no longer exist. A world where our black neighbors are valued and safe. A world where good police officers can protect and serve without fear a world where we're united around a shared commitment to dignity and compassion, where those in need are cared for no matter their background or their country of origin, a world with less violence and division and with more justice and peace. And to name the elephant and the donkey in the room, as the election arrives this week, at least part of the reason... That so many people feel anxious and worried is because we are hungering and thirsting for a better world. All of us are. A more righteous and just world. And we're all concerned about whether and how we will get there. And in our hungering and in our thirsting, today Jesus says that we are blessed. These are bold claims for Jesus to make but they're based on the very character of God. They're based on who God is. God is near to the brokenhearted and the hurting. God does draw close to the grieving and the sorrowful. God sustains the weary and the unfulfilled. That's just who God is. Jesus' whole life and ministry We're about God blessing and being with people who didn't expect God to bless and be with them. And so today, Jesus reminds us that we are blessed and loved and seen by God. That you are blessed and loved and seen by God. But it's important for us to understand what Jesus means when he talks about blessing. And our world to be blessed is usually synonymous with material wealth, health, and just general prosperity, but we tend to think of, of being blessed as a feeling, a feeling we have or experience, like where everything is just going right. But that's not what Jesus means. To be blessed means to have God's favor on you. God's love poured out upon you. God's attention turns towards you. God's grace offered to you. God's strength propping you up, God's goodness giving you endurance, God's voice offering you guidance, and God's presence with you. And Jesus is comfortable making these bold claims because he knows how God works. He knows what God is after, and he knows that God will not be denied. We heard it. Those who mourn will receive comfort. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. The vision we heard in Revelation will come to pass. God's kingdom will be fully established here on earth and God will wipe away every tear. The cross will give way to the empty tomb and the pain of Friday will turn into the joy of Sunday. And it is not death, but life, new life and eternal life that will have the last word in our lives and in this world. And that is why All Saints Sunday is not just a day of grief for us. When we remember and mourn our loved ones who have died, it is also a day of hope and thanksgiving. Today we remember that God brings life from death. Jesus' promise and proof that God's love is more powerful than everything else, that even in the most unlikely place, Death itself, even there, through Christ, blessing is found. And those saints who have gone before us have entered through it into God's eternal kingdom of love and light and life. All Saints Sunday gives us an opportunity to remember those who have died in Christ, trusting in faith, to honor and to celebrate the lives that they lived here among us, to be thankful for the way their lives shaped us and grateful for the time we had with them. It's an opportunity to be encouraged and inspired and even challenged by the faith they shared and the lives they lived. It's an opportunity to give thanks to God for promises that endure beyond the grave and for blessings that reach beyond death. And this year... In light of everything that has happened, everything that we have experienced, I think that All Saints Sunday is also an opportunity for us to ask how we can make these Beatitudes come to life for others. What can we do? Those of us gathered here in this building and those of us gathered online, what can we do? to lift up and strengthen those who feel poor in spirit? How can we surround those who are mourning with love and comfort and care? How can we participate in the fulfillment of righteousness? What can we do to help people around us at home, at work, in the grocery store and online to know that they are blessed by God? especially those who doubt it and who need to hear it the most. I suspect that when we are able to do that, my friends, that's when we will discover the richest blessing of all. Amen.